Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Watson. And I'm Dr. Katie Berlin. Thanks for joining us today in the veterinary break room. These are going to be short conversations where Dr. Katie and I just chat informally about relevant topics going on in veterinary medicine today. And today we are going to be talking about conferences. So Dr. Katie, what are you doing for conferences this year? Are you, are you going to a physical conference? Well, you know, I was going to. I was um, actually going to go to Western um, with the brief team and I backed out. I, you know, it's like my dream to go to a conference where I get to go with the team and, you know, and it's like part of work and I was so excited and I was going to see some friends there and we, I was making all these plans and I just decided, you know, sort of at the last minute that it just, I just didn't feel comfortable because things were kind of heating up again with Delta. So it's a bummer. What about it you? It is a bummer. I, this year has slipped past so quickly and it's it's amazing yeah, it to me that the year is is over half you know finished and so i thought i had all of this time and then conferences that i normally go to are slipping away and and as you know i actually live in las vegas and so you know western is right here it's it's 20 minutes from my house but um, by the time I even kind of figured out that I might need some, you know, CE hours and looked into it, a lot of the clinics in the area needed help um, because their own doctors were going. Um, so we have a lot of lo local oh. doctors that go, um, which and so relief is very short, you know, this time of year during WVC in Las yeah. Vegas. And, you know, and I have house calls as well. One of the other doctors at my house call practice for the in-home euthanasia is, is attending for the full conference. And so I didn't feel really good about registering last minute. They are having some virtual options, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later in the episode. So, yeah, I, I didn't think about that. Like the fact that, you know, if you're a local to a big conference, then you better book it yeah. early because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you don't have coverage. Um, and if you're a relief vet, that's like probably the busiest year week exactly. of the year. Exactly. Our relief so. vets are, are booked out for that time because yeah. most of the local vets are going. So I had yeah, really yeah. what I had wanted to do this year was attend the International Association for Animal Hospice and Palliative Care Conference. That is in Tampa, Florida. And it is it is coming right up as well. It's I think it's the week after WVC. And so just like you, I had that's what I had kind of been planning on attending. And then about a month ago, six weeks ago, I started really rethinking that. Um, I was a little bit sad that they're not offering a virtual option at that, although there has been some buzz about, you know, maybe doing some, uh, having some of the lectures on demand afterwards. I wonder if we're going to see that now that, like I said, it's getting towards the end of the year and people need CE options if if some of those other conferences, I think the AVMA did that this year too. Like they're, they're keeping open their virtual yeah. registration for some on-demand things through the end of October. Yes, I actually attended. Well, I didn't attend. I signed up for AVMA virtual and I was psyched about it. And then I realized I actually didn't take any time off for it. So um, I was like, oh, I'll just attend lectures when I can because I had kind of a spotty schedule like that Thursday and Friday. And I ended up, of course, getting totally booked up and I watched like one lecture live and I missed, you know, the keynote and I was so sad. And so I was really excited that it's all 
on demand now. But of course, have I looked at any of them? No. So I'm going to have to now set aside time to do that because, and I really wish I'd taken advantage of that virtual event because I just feel like it would have been a lot more fun to be sort of interactive. You know, they do a really good job. They they did actually. So that is what I did last year for my CE is, and it, mm. it worked out beautifully. I was way better prepared last year and the conference was in the summer. So the kids were off school and we are very lucky that my mother-in-law has a condo near the, near the water in California. Um, and so my, so wow. I sent my husband and the kids away. I was like, I've had this conference and you cannot be here because I have to do stuff. I took the two <laughs> CE days off work and it was it was probably the best conference that I have attended in in a decade. I I wow. set up my sewing machine and my computer and I sewed masks <laughs> and I watched lectures all day and I had no children and no work and and honestly it was a great conference. I loved it. I wish that I had had been proactive <laughs> and done it again this year. Yeah, I, that sounds like the way to do it for sure. I've been going to the Uncharted Veterinary Conference virtual events. Um, Uncharted is a whole community. And so they usually do two live conferences a year. And we're such a family at Uncharted that I miss them so much that the virtual events really are just a reason to see faces that I love. And we sort of do the same thing. We take off work and, you know, make sure that we're not distracted so we can enjoy all the things besides the workshops, you know, like being together, lunch sessions, breakfast sessions, stuff like that. And I don't know why I didn't think to do that for AVMA. So that was really smart. I'm going to have to remember that for next time. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long this is going to last, you know? I know. It's I know. everything's so fluid, it seems like. And like I said, this year just, just mm -hmm. really snuck up on me. And I think it might've snuck up on some of the board and everything. We got a letter, but not until last month from our state board saying that they had waived the in-person CE requirement again this year. So I don't know. Do you know what's going on in your state? Are they they continuing to waive in person? Yeah, we just got the same notification. Our uh, The PVMA just let us know that our licenses all renew at the same time. So we're due for a renewal in November of 2022. And so any online CE that we do between now and our renewal will count. So we don't need to do the in-person CE. Normally, I think we can have 25% of our CE is online and that's it. But for the period up until our 2022 renewal date, that's we're really good. That's really interesting. How, so, how often do you renew there? Every two years. So we in Nevada, we mm -hmm. renew uh, every year, but it's changing. They, so that was another thing in our big letter. So so Nevada is changing to every two years. So everybody's mm. license in the in the state uh, expires on December 31st this year. And then after that, it's going to be 18 months and then get us on to that every two years. Gotcha. That's going to be yeah. kind of a... <laughs> cluster for a little while, I think it's going to be a little difficult. <laughs> like when, yeah, it shocks me that states have all the everybody's license expire at the mm -hmm. same time anyway. Like that just seems nuts to me. But anyway, but yeah, I do really think that it's smart of them to waive that because a lot of people like to front load that CE anyway. So it's not like even if conferences are in person in 2022, that people are going to wait and do all of their exactly. CE then in person. I feel like 
it's smart to just get the online CE now and um, make sure that you're prepared. But I, I don't know, like if conferences are, are live in the spring, will you feel comfortable going? Do you think? Um, I think, you know, it, again, everything is so fluid. Um, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. vaccinated. I think it would probably depend on where it is, what the level of community spread is. Are they having other precautionary measures like masking me personally? I am for a layered approach to, to safety and prevention. And yeah. so throw on all the layers <laughs> that you can yep <laughs> and and the more the more layered the prevention the more comfortable i am doing something at this point so and and everything yeah. changes and i think i'll feel a lot better too you know as a mother when right now i have my youngest son is not old enough to be vaccinated and so that plays a lot into my planning about travel and and everything and so that hopefully will change in the future too. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's so hard to know what the spring's mm -hmm. going to look like. I feel like, but at this point, I'm not willing to count on anything. You know, I, Uncharted is scheduled to be in person in Greenville in April in South Carolina, and we love going there. And I just, just don't yeah. know, which is, it's better to be prepared for either case. But, you know, I would feel better, I think, going to a large event in the next six months, for instance, if I knew that they the event was going to be really proactive about precautions, even if things seem to be looking up, making sure that if we're still dealing with the Delta variant and there's a really contagious variant going around, that we make sure that we're being proactive about that and not just waiting for it to, to turn into a problem. So... We'll see. But in the meantime, <laughs> there is online CE. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I have been like a complete convert this year to online CE, or I guess over the past 18 months, because I never liked online CE before. I did not go to webinars. I didn't really, I was just wasn't into it. I wanted to be there in person, but I've really found that to change this year for myself. What, what about I you? I agree. So I, I hadn't before this all started, I think I had done maybe two or three, you know, webinars in 20 years. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And, yeah. and I don't think I had done any live ones. I had done, you know, some on demand ones when I needed just an hour or something. And so I hadn't done any live ones. And, and the live ones are, are, I find a, a slightly different experience, especially when they can be interactive. Um, you know, they're doing a lot with technology in order to make things a lot more interactive and engaging. And so, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like you, I'm, I'm converting. I don't think I'll ever be just, I want total online CE because like you, I, I like to see people and, you know, especially yeah. local, uh, you know, when we have local CE events at a, a restaurant or something in town, it's nice to see your colleagues and, and really get that sense of community. Yeah. For sure. And I'm exactly the same. Like, I'm going to love going to conferences as soon as I feel safe. But I feel like I'm going to be less anxious about, you know, like, I used to go to VMX or a really big conference every year, pretty much. And then I would try to go to as much CE as possible. So I could just get it mm -hmm. all done in one. And so I'd be going to breakfast sessions and like cramming in all the lectures. And I didn't want to take time off and like, 
go to Disney World or whatever, because I wanted to just get my money's worth <laughs> while I was there and make sure I got it all done. And now I feel like I'm going to go to these conferences and I'm going to be like, let's get together. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily going to be as worried about getting up at 530 in the morning for that breakfast session because the number of CE hours isn't going to be as important. Obviously, if they go back to not right. accepting online CE as much, then that may change. But I think that would be short-sighted, honestly. I really feel like giving us options is going to make us better vets because we're going to go to more CE. We're going to do more. We're going to learn more. I, I agree. I don't know. I, I hope it's I do around. too. And, and I, I think it probably will. Like you said, I think that there's so many benefits and, and the boards are going to hopefully see that and factor that into the requirements in the future. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and this is a good place to mention too, that I think you and I have been getting, like, I'm pretty much done with my ACE for this cycle anyway, because you and I both moderate a lot of clinicians free we webinars, do. which means <laughs> we're automatically sitting in on many amazing lectures. And I will, like, I will also say that like, we work for clinicians brief, and I love this company. But if I had no affiliation with Brief whatsoever, I would still say that these webinars are really, really good. Um, and I really enjoy they them. They are absolutely so, worthwhile. And there have been several that I have been asked to moderate for. And I don't even find out exactly what the topic is until, you know, maybe a week before. And and then mm -hmm. and so many times where I've been so intrigued and enthralled with the the webinar, we get done with the, you know, hour long presentation. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I got to listen to that. And it's not necessarily something I would have maybe registered for on my own. So I was a little bit lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's totally true. I really have enjoyed pretty much all of them that I've been in on and I've gone back and watched some on demand. So this is our one plug for cliniciansbrief.com slash CE. Um, you can go to that one site and then all of the on demand webinars as well as the upcoming ones that you can register for are all in one place. So you can look at courses, webinars, and then podcasts also and get CE credit for those. So um, it's pretty great. And I did not make use of this enough before I worked here because I just didn't know about it. So now we're same, telling you. <laughs> yes, same with me. I just didn't know that it existed. Um, so there's a lot of yeah. great stuff out there if, if you just look. Absolutely. Well, how how is everything else going? Do you have a win of the week to tell us about? Uh, yeah, things are going well. Uh, I am really busy this week, but it's for a good reason. My big win of the week is that I went on vacation, like a real honest-to-God vacation for eight days. It was actually eight and a half days because it took us 24 hours to get home from Colorado, but that was the only wrinkle. Everything else was great. I hardly checked my email. I turned off all my notifications and we had a real vacation where nobody did any work and it was fantastic. 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> that is absolutely so, the best. I am so happy for you. Everybody yeah. needs a real vacation with no phone, no yes. work, nothing. But sometimes yes. it can be hard when you get back because there's a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> What about you? Any wins for you this week? I did. Week? I actually, I had a win and I'll, I'll tell you about it. I'm going to try not to get kind of choked up because it was actually a little emotional for me. Um, so my win of the week, uh, last week I opened up my Facebook as I often do sometimes to check it, you know, in the morning 
And I had several uh, tags from some classmates of mine that from high school, uh, that one of the girls in my high school was looking for uh, to see if any of her friends were veterinarians. And so my first you know, instinct was, oh gosh, you know, what is this going to be? Yeah. But honestly, you know, I went to a really small all girls high school in Massachusetts. There were 36 girls in my graduating class. And so even though this girl and I weren't very close, you know, the whole class was like a family. So even yeah. though my first instinct was a little bit of a cringe, I, I just took a deep breath and I private messaged her. And she messaged me back and said that she had taken her mom's eight-month-old Yorkie to be spayed. And when they called after the procedure, they had the team told her that the dog had been pregnant. And she was very upset and didn't understand why the dog wasn't tested first. Um, she just was very emotional about the whole thing. And so, you know, I took a minute and gave a measured response about um, that it's difficult to detect pregnancy. There's tests, but they're expensive. They oftentimes add on significantly to the cost of a spay, and lots of people wouldn't be able to then perform, uh, you know, afford the procedure. And I also really, you know, encouraged her to have some compassion for her veterinary team because, you know, that they were probably just as upset as she was. And we messaged back and forth a little bit. And at the end of the day, she sent me something and said that that really helped her. And it made me feel so good because I felt like not oh. only did I help her, but I might have helped that veterinary team too. And it was, oh, I know I'm going to cry. <laughs> so that was my that's, win. That's it was worth a the big cry. Win. And so. That is a huge win. I feel like it's so rare that we actually get a chance to make that difference in how somebody's experience is perceived. And um, you probably changed not only her experience and her veterinary teams, but maybe experiences in the future that she would have carried this into. And now she'll see things in a different light because of you. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Thank you. And I feel like you, I mean, anybody understands that sinking feeling when you spay, oh. you're doing a spay and you find that it's not an empty yes. uterus. That's the the literal yep. worst. So, so yeah. everybody give yourselves a big hug, you know, um, give yourself grace yeah. and remember that we can all have little wins. Absolutely. Or big wins that cost a lot of money, like vacation, and are totally worth every penny. So do it. <laughs> Turn off your phone and go hike up a mountain or something. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, yep, everyone. We'll talk next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Veterinary Breakroom. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. While you're there, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. You can also listen to podcasts on our website at cliniciansbrief.com slash podcasts. Or drop us a line at podcasts at briefmedia.com. Veterinary Breakroom is a Brief Media production produced by Alexis Ussery with sound by Randall Stupka and co-hosted by Dr. Alyssa Watson and Dr. Katie Berlin. <laughs>